0: This week is an episode for the bibliophile kinksters out there, as you can use books for both roleplay and for impact play. We'll tell you how. We'll also talk about what a professional dominatrix actually is and does, and we'll talk about how to be a better sub from the dom's perspective. Welcome to Leather and Love, a podcast devoted to the intersection between kink and other parts of your life. On this show, we demystify the kink world by talking
1: about the ways in which kink and the mainstream can coexist. I'm Miss Aurora. And
0: I'm Miss Teresa. Leather and love. We always like to start the show with a pervertible or an everyday household item you can turn into a kink toy, because you can be really, really creative with what you already have.
1: This pervertible has come up a lot, both in our Incredible Girl community and amongst our friends. Books! Books. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think of, like, a library being a, a place where you could find kink implements, but they are so magical. The most obvious use for them is the way you'd use a paddle, right? Like you take mm-hmm. a big book you can use it for spanking. You can use it for, for thracking people anywhere on their body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a lot of fun. But there's also other uses for books as
0: well. Do you remember the time when we had that sub read to us? Oh, yeah. And every time he screwed up, we made him start over from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was fun.
1: <laughs> and we, um, there was some humiliation in that because we were, we were spanking him Every time he screwed up this passage that we gave him to to read. And then he had to do it with a banana in his mouth, if I recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he was like chewing on a banana, trying to read this passage we gave to him. Clearly. And, he, clearly. Had to, he
0: had to speak intelligibly.
1: Yeah. We had to understand him. And if we couldn't understand him or if he fumbled the words, he got thwacked.
0: Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was really...
1: You could be very creative with books. Um, I mean, there's also having somebody balance books on their head. Mm-hmm. There's also... You know, if you want to make a sub do service and have them stack books for you or file books for you, you can use them in role play Mm. kind of in that way. Also, depending on what the dom-sub relationship is, if you're doing like, you know, a big and little play Mm -hmm. where like somebody's being a child, you can read them a bedtime story. Uh, You can have them read to you. You can uh, have them stand on a stack of books for a certain amount of time. So many ways to play with books. Depending on how hard they want to go and, and what have you. I mean, if somebody has a penis and you wanted to kind of snap a book closed over somebody's penis, I mean, that's a thing you could do too. <laughs> um, there's lots of ways, and that's not something you want to surprise somebody with, but it's a
0: possibility. CBT, cock and ball torture. Oh my God. Is what, what that is. So, anytime you, you are playing with the, the penile area, the pecker package, as mm-hmm. I like to call it,
1: yeah. and not just the pecker, but the uh, the twig and the berry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're playing with that. You can. It's called CBD or cock and ball torture. Uh, that you have to be really careful with, by the way. But you can do more than you think. Yeah. No, and and a
1: lot of. Um, I think I talked about my first uh, my first scene that I watched, where that older gentleman was being. Um, had a stiletto being shoved into his balls uh by that dom that I saw at Paddles in New York. She was going to town with these heels and he loved it. The look of ecstasy on his face was like I had never seen anything like that. <laughs> so you can you can do a lot more than you think with uh with that little package there.
0: And maybe that's we can go deeper into that in a different show, I think. Yeah. 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 That that I
1: feel like that deserves its own episode and we might have somebody who's more of an expert on that as well to chat with about it or maybe somebody who's experienced it and wants to share what that experience is because I do not have a penis so I will never be able to experience the joy of (laughs) cock and ball torture
0: uh yeah right so back to books yes speaking of uh
1: books can be great for for use again both in impact and in role play This actually reminds me, totally random, but uh, for those of you who don't know me, which is probably most of you, I am a huge Twilight Zone fan, and so I was doing a rewatch of some episodes not that long ago, and I was watching the Twilight Zone episode called Time Enough at Last. For those of you who don't know, uh, it's the one where that dude loves reading, nobody in his life will let him read, and then the end of the world happens, and suddenly he's the last man on Earth, and he can... um, have all the time in the world to read every single book on the planet, and he's so excited and so thrilled. Finally, I have time enough at last to read. Spoiler alert for those who have not seen The Twilight Zone from a jillion years ago, but he has glasses that he needs to read, and he breaks his glasses, and so he can't read anything ever, uh, even though he's the last man on Earth, and he can read all the books. By the end of the episode, he breaks his glasses. He's like... And that's how it ends. And you feel really bad, except he's kind of a jerk. So you don't. Anyway. So break your subs glasses. (laughs) But one of the things that I, I found most interesting when I first when I watched this episode most recently was that this guy's wife, for some reason, I don't know why he married her. She hates reading and thinks it's a waste of time. And I'm like, why'd you marry this woman if you love reading so much? And she clearly hates it. But in what I felt was the most dumb move ever, she she's complaining to him about reading, and then she's like, she seems to soften, and she's like, you know what? Why don't you read something to me from this book? And he gets excited. He's like, really? Like, I can read to you? You want me to read to you? That's great. And then he opens the book, and she had totally crossed out all the words, so he can't read it. And she's like, there, maybe now you'll pay attention to me, or whatever she says. And I... To watch this and i was tweeting as i was watching this and i was like is it weird that i'm thinking of kink scenarios as i'm watching the twilight zone like this was such a scene to me and i was like oh my god so yeah having somebody who loves to read not be able to read is another way to kind of punish a
0: sub well look this is why she was a bitch okay she was a bitch because he spent all of his time paying attention to books and didn't pay enough attention to her So she was bitter.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. But also, I wouldn't want to spend time with her either because she was terrible. They're both kind of terrible because he's kind of like, dude, do your job. Why are you reading at work? Read at home. Read when you have free time. Relax. Which is why when his
0: glasses break at the end, you don't feel that bad. But you're kind of like,
1: oh, that sucks.
0: (laughs) Hey, so I just had a, a thought. So, I mentioned earlier that we had both had a sub and we're playing with the sub, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, when that happens, the term is called co topping. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, when you co top, it's when you play with more than one other top, with it could be one sub or several subs, but you're playing together. Yeah. And I always find that a really fun bonding experience. And it becomes, for me, the relationship becomes less about. Me and and said sub or bottom and me and the other tops yeah. because it becomes this sort of like – at least I've done it with all women. So mm-hmm. it becomes sort of this bonding experience and this sort of fun, playful, like uh, – I don't know. Yeah, it's like a communal girls' night out or something.
1: (laughs) It's true. No, and and it it, and and for the subs, it's great because very often the sub wants to be treated like a piece of furniture or like a piece Mm. of of like a prop, and so when you have more people involved, it's kind of. It, it, like Aurora said, it becomes more about the co-top's than it does about the sub, which is great for the sub because they're like, yeah, I'm just here being a coffee table for y'all. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, or just being like a, a a thing that you hit, but then you become a thing, and it becomes more you are their property. Oh, and I th- I forget if we've mentioned this or not, but when we were at DomCon one year hosting their their opening night party, and we were involved in Goddess Phoenix. Uh huh. Uh, had brought some subs out and we did like a spanking train. Mm-hmm. Like we did a spanking circle. And that was so much fun. It's like a bunch of of tops gathered around these subs and just kind of they're, they're passing you by and just kind of each spanking them. And it was a great, great <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> I think she's in L.A. now, by the way. She was in Florida before, I think. Mm. Well,
1: if she ever wants to be on this podcast, she's more than welcome. <laughs>
0: okay, so let's
1: actually, you know – Goddess Phoenix is a um, pro-dom, and, you know, while Aurora and I uh, are not professionals, we are simply dominant enthusiasts in the scene, um, this is actually, for many people, a job. And Mm -hmm. if you can't find a partner in your life, in your dating life, or in your social circles that wants to engage in this kind of play with you, you can hire a professional top.
0: That's true. You can. And there's lots of them who cater to all different kinds of things. There's financial doms. There's usually most doms have a wheelhouse, like yeah. a different things that they're into. Um, and actually, I think financial doms are a very specific thing. Yeah, for sure. There's all kinds, and especially in the L.A. area. I mean, they're all over the place. Though I love Mistress Molly. You should check her oh, out. She's Mrs. out of Smally's like the Boston great. area. Ugh, she I follow her on Instagram. She's great. Yeah, she's she's a sweetheart. And if you want unicorns in your play. She's got you. <laughs> She's your gal. <laughs>
1: um, I think Aurora brings up a really good point in that every dom has kind of a wheelhouse or a, a activities that they will do. The expectation should not be that because you are paying them to do something that they should do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've, and we've said this before, like subs have limits and doms have limits. Just because somebody's a professional and you're paying them money doesn't mean that they are there to do every single thing you want them to do. Mm-hmm.
0: If you start looking at some of their websites, you'll find that there's most of them have protocol. Yeah.
1: So intense, like specific protocol, like that before they'll even see you.
0: Yeah. So some of them, you know, only take referrals. Some of them will make you jump through 15 hoops before you can actually speak to them on the phone or show up at their door. But there's a bunch of things that they'll have you do to to make sure that they're that you're serious about it, number one, and that they can engage with someone who who wants to to please them because ultimately you know I think a lot of doms are looking for a very specific kind of they're not service tops right you know like you're not going to have that kind of experience you're going to have someone who's dominant and expects to be treated well oftentimes I've seen they'll ask for tributes you know Mm -hmm. that might be one of the things you have to do in order to prove that you're serious which is like get them gifts uh, from their Amazon wish list. Yeah, I was going to say they'll have an Amazon wish list or something where you can, like,
1: buy from. Or, Or at, like, a sex shop. Like, they'll have, like, a place where they like to get their corsets or they like to get their shoes or they like to get whatever, and then you will contribute to that contribute to that uh, that fund mm-hmm. um, but this is someone's job and and it should be respected like any other like you're hiring any other contractor you're hi- you you know you want to have that initial consultation you want to kind of make sure you're a good fit before you even start playing together mm-hmm. cuz hopefully this will be like a longer term relationship like you'll you'll they'll be the person that you keep going to for this and so you want to make sure it's a good fit you want to make sure that they are cool doing the things that you want And you want to make sure that you are the kind of sub that they want. The other thing, too, is that you can go – Aurora kind of alluded to this. um, Some of them do work independently and have websites for their own services. And Mm. then some of them are – if you go to a a dungeon like Sanctuary, for example, in L.A., which is, I think, the biggest dungeon here in town, you can go there and uh, be paired with a a dominant – And they have like a staff of doms that work there. So -hmm. if you go to a dungeon, you might have different doms, but they all work at the same place.
0: Often they travel and they tour as well. So for a week, you'll have access to a dom from the UK. And then the the next week, they'll have somebody else. They'll do like a (laughs) residency or something. Mm -hmm. Like we're
1: we're doing a one week residency
0: at uh, this particular dungeon. If you want to come see us, see us. There's also a difference between a dominatrix and somebody who's not a professional dom. Yeah. So a professional dom is called a dominatrix. If you're not a professional, you're technically just a dom, which is D-O-M for for male and D-O-M-M-E for female.
1: And that's very important because you do want to understand whether you're dealing with a professional or you're dealing with an amateur who might be very talented and, and awesome at, at, at topping, but that's not their, their work. I think that's um, the the basic uh, important points about a dom is you know you can find them either at a dungeon or online. Do some research before you 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 know commit, and that'll be happening on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should happen on both sides to make sure you
0: pair with the right person for you. You can also meet them at events. I mean, yeah, you know whether you're looking for a professional or a lifestyle. If you go to events that are specifically catered towards the dom or dominatrix, you'll find people to meet with. Here's one thing though. If you're going to a party, an event, and you're there to meet a dom because you want to play in in some regard, don't just go up to a dom and be like, hey, you want to play? Because it's not going to work. It might if you're a male and you're a female sub, but it's not going to work the other way around in general. You want to build rapport and relationships and sort of as, as a sub showcase what it is that you can offer, yeah. So, like any other relationship, you want to build a relationship and and just be there so that you you are accessible. Yeah. Like the the best way is just to be a friend and be accessible mm-hmm. and don't come on strong because one that's not what subs do and the expectation of it. Or if you come off desperate, like you're gonna have some issues. Yeah. And and one of the things as a top that I had to learn this was my own journey for learning, but like. Early on, I went to a play party, which is women in charge of kink, and some sub was was there, and he asked if I wanted to play, and I agreed to it, though reluctantly. Actually, no, what it was is he asked me if he could give me a foot massage, and I was like, okay, sure. And... He legitimately I, – I, I said yes to a foot massage, and the next thing I know – well, number one, he's giving me a crap foot massage, but I was sort of like going along with it. I was like, well, maybe I can give him some pointers. And, and next thing I know, my foot is in his mouth, and I had not consented to that. He just took the liberty of, like, shoving my foot in his mouth, and it disgusted me. I was like, who is this dude on my foot? Like, this is gross. Like, this is not what we agreed to. Yeah. I did not say that was okay. So, you know, like, being very, very specific and clear about, about what you're asking for, because a foot rub is different than foot worship is important and also the same guy actually i don't remember the course of the the evening but like there was that experience and then there was another experience with him where i would i was doing impact play and he started topping from the bottom and i got really bored and i was like you know what i don't want to play with this dude yeah so i stopped it and then he got on his hands and knees and started yelling at me and screaming and begging me to not stop and i was like whoa yeah I will absolutely not play with you ever again, because he made me feel very uncomfortable. All of a sudden, have an extra appendage that I have to take care of in a way that I don't want to. I don't want all of that baggage, Yeah, because it, it makes me feel unsafe.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's um, actually, this is a great segue into our question that we have Ooh. for this week. We once again took to Reddit to uh, to see what the BDSM community has been chatting about. And we saw a question from the Anon Dudas who mm-hmm. asked, uh, for doms, what are some things a sub does that turns you off and how do you deal with it? So with this particular person who now, and that's, you know, Aurora speaking to something that's very real, like a lot of <clears throat> kink can be a great way to have some catharsis around certain stuff that you're going through. For a lot of people kink can be kind of therapeutic. You can play out in a scene some stuff that that you're you've been going through that has been really difficult and and it's a it could be a healthy thing if your su- if your dom is down for that. The mm-hmm. problem comes in when a sub just spews all of that onto an unsuspecting dominant and uh that's not necessarily their job to to deal with that or to heal you or to to deal with your neuroses. So mm-hmm. I'm curious Aurora, how how did you end up dealing with this person?
0: Like what did you do
1: when they were crying and screaming for you to
0: whatever? I just told him I didn't I'm sorry like maybe later at some point, you know. And that that was my nice way because I I can depending on which button is pushed. Yeah. I can be gentle about it or I can be super bitchy. And this one, I was just like, no, I just got to extract myself and be super gentle with this dude, yeah. you know, like.
1: He this. was clearly going
0: through some stuff or whatever, if, he, if that's like, if that's his response and reaction to. Yeah, without even there was no without even checking to see if I was OK, you know, the, it, and part of that probably was my fault. I mean, I was super new and I didn't know what conversations to have, but yeah. like, but when you ask somebody hey like how about a foot massage that's it that's what you're giving them it's not like oh let me shove your foot in my mouth all of a sudden like no (laughs) yeah no it's it's
1: (laughs) you have to be very specific about what you want and before it goes any further you need to make sure that activity is cleared yeah
0: can i like the next thing he should have asked is hey do you mind can i can i put your foot in my mouth would you like that and i would have probably said no yeah um, and then it's like, OK, because yeah. they are the dominant. Like they
1: you are looking for them to clear things, especially if you're in that, if you're role playing that already. Obviously, the sub has boundaries, too. But if you're if you're the sub, you're going to them asking permission, you know, like mm-hmm. very clearly as part of the role playing asking permission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that should be standard. If you're just doing stuff, that's not what a sub should be doing. Yeah. So we know that topping from the bottom, turn off. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, bringing your emotional baggage and just throwing it onto <laughs> someone, turn off.
0: Yeah. And I, a part of that is, is I think, just having some self-exploration. Like yeah. I had another conversation with a sub who's a friend of mine. He actually identifies as a slave, as a foot slave. We were talking about his, and he had been doing it for very many years in this particular way where he would let, a dom do anything and we got into a conversation about well like is there anything that's uncomfortable for you and he was like well yeah and you know he gave me some instances of when he did things that were uncomfortable I was like well why did you let that happen and he's like well I, because she's the dom and I was like no mm-hmm. actually the more healthy thing and the better thing for you to do is to communicate what your limits are because you have them just because you identify with a slave as a slave doesn't mean you don't you are nothing right you are a human being first and foremost. Yeah. And I was going to say that that's that
1: is a huge turnoff for me is someone who is not upfront and clear about yeah. what they want. Um that's that's a turnoff because you, you don't uh you want a sub, but you don't want someone who uh going to hurt themselves or you and put yeah. either one of you in a in a dangerous spot. Exactly. And you you want somebody who knows themselves. You want somebody who Who is a sub because they know they're a sub, not because they feel shitty about themselves. Right. That's a very different thing. Yeah. This is not... Being a sub does not mean you have low self-esteem. It does not mean that you think you are garbage and worthless. Mm -hmm. You are playing that role. You want to be of service. You want the freedom of, of... not having to make decisions and and having somebody just kind of focus you and and give you certain sensations and whatever that's all great and that's all wonderful sub stuff what it is not is a way for you to abuse yourself mm-hmm. by by putting mm-hmm. yourself in a position to be harmed that's mm-hmm. not so anytime i've been around like i've gone to play parties and stuff where yeah you get that desperation you get mm-hmm. those subs that that they just want somebody to to hit them, and it's like you get the sense that it's not about them enjoying being subs; it's about them having other shit going on. And that's when you have to pull back. And it's like, no, you need you need a therapist. Mm-hmm. You don't need playing right now. You need you need to take care of you before you can expect somebody else to to step in and be a dom for you. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge turn off too. Is mm-hmm. is you know everybody's broken in some way, but um you don't want to make your issues someone else's problem in a situation that could be dangerous
0: yeah so having self-respect as a sub is is important yeah
1: otherwise and and it's really hot like that's the other thing is that that a sub that knows they're a sub and knows that they're a good sub is the hottest thing in the world (laughs) like like somebody who is coming at you like yes i will be the best little servant you've ever seen i will bend over so good i will whatever (laughs) like like that is sexy Um, to me Um, and I'm sure to a lot of other people like but you want somebody who who comes into it with that sense of of confidence and joy Mm. and like Mm -hmm. somebody who does it because they clearly love it and they love doing that not because oh I'm sad and so just hit me because I need to forget about being sad like Mm -hmm. it's it's uh it's a totally different thing when you you, when you sense somebody is doing it because it brings them joy
0: yeah that's the key to success in life. Period. Yes, yeah. just, you just spelled it out right there. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. It's true.
1: It, this is, and if we talk about you know where the kink and mainstream can coexist and all of that, like that's a lesson for everyone. No matter what you're doing in life, it's like come at it because you love it. Come at it because it brings you joy. It brings you freedom. It brings you all that good stuff
0: oh like like the the what's the cleanup show the japanese cleanup show
1: oh uh tidying up with marie kondo
0: that everybody's talking about right now it's true it's like does this
1: spark joy (laughs) um does being a sub spark joy (laughs) if not throw it out um and give it gratitude um (laughs) thank you Leather and Love is brought to you by Incredible Girl, the series. And Pamanoc Entertainment. We're your hostesses with the mostesses. I'm Miss Teresa. And I'm Miss Aurora. Shoot us an email with your thoughts and ideas about the show at incrediblegirlseries at gmail.com. Find us at IG underscore series and at our website, igseries.com.
0: You can also visit Pomonok Entertainment at PomonokEntertainment.com or find us on all socials at Team Pomonok. That's P-O-M-O-N-O-K.
1: See you next week on Leather and Love, a podcast for everyday kinksters.
0: La la!